Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. This is going to be a very explicit episode, I believe. I'm done swearing about it. I mean, it, it's become the norm. It's just become the norm. I mean, we've had some fans and, you know, what's funny is this last week we put out that that question. Should how long before Lafleur loses his job? Everybody, what, what's wrong with you, Matt? Oh. Now this week they're like, well, OK, maybe one more. Maybe, yeah. right? It's I just, just the writing on the question. wall, dude. The writing's on the wall. You know exactly what's going on right now. The team is in shambles. We've already talked the last few weeks about how Matt Lafleur has lost this team. It's lost. They're they're not listening anymore. Uh, the defense. Wow, Barry on the first play of the game has got Preston Smith out there covering St. Brown, just like I bloody called it. We're in obvious uh, running uh, downs, and he puts two D linemen out there. Uh, third and four, and our guys are eight yards deep. Barry's got to go. He's just got to go. We should have held this team to zero points. Instead, they fucking rocked us pretty good in the first half. I mean, yeah, they go, oh, well, we saved that touchdown on fourth down in the end zone. The secondary was lost. The secondary was lost. He underthrew that. That's what happened. Yeah, he, and he dropped a pass as well. Like it was yeah. a drop. It's like what yeah. were you seeing, right? And you know, everybody's patting the defense on the back. Oh, well, see, Gary. Listen, Gary getting there helped, but that guy was wide open. And then here's another thing I'm hearing too. Oh, Quay Walker can't cover. Okay. On that touchdown to the tight end, that was Savage's guy. Quay Walker has the running back. Quay went with the running back. Savage followed a different guy into the we double covered 89 in the corner while the other tight end runs free that was savage's guy savage blows that coverage then we get to another touchdown let's go to the other one with the other tight end who was covering him then savage savage literally threw the white flat threw the white towel in as he was covering the guy savage should not be playing safety covering these tight end he can't see the game progress he just can't. So we've got a couple of changes we need to make. The first change is, is Savage has got to come out of there. He's just got to come out of there. I liked Ford. Ford played a pretty good game back there. He, he looked pretty talk, good. See, that's the problem is Barry talks. All these coaches talk through their ass, dude, because they mention what they're going to do. And at the time that it comes to pull the trigger on what you're saying you're supposed to do to fix it, you don't. You talked about putting Razul at safety, moving Ford in, Right. Because well, no, putting Savage down at slot and moving Razul back there. Or how about we put Ford back there? You imagine Ford and Amos back there. There'd be some hits coming to these guys when they get into that upper level. Instead, we've got Savage, who is literally 
throwing the white flag while he runs. Yeah, I mean, you see the secondary for the Lions, and look, there's something up with just turf versus regular, you know, oh, grass. Oh, look at the oh. amount of injuries that came out. But when you look at when Rodgers had that beautiful scramble, right, where two two deep safeties, open wide field, he was able to kind of get out of the pocket. Okuda was coming down to take his head off. And what happened is that uh, Rodgers was already sliding tucked underneath, but he took out his own guy. Just kind of what I was talking about last week where Savage had an opportunity to take a shot on the quarterback and you will not run anymore. You saw how they – they stopped a lot of their playing when our guys were coming down and hidden. They were getting up like, whoa, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Like they started Dylan going down the middle and just popping people. Those guys were now just kind of leaning and holding on to him, not actually trying to hit him. So you know, if, if you, did you, did you watch Tennessee last night? Oh no. <laughs> do you want to know what the difference between Dylan and Henry is? Henry has a lead blocker. Dylan is not given a lead blocker. Dylan and, is and just handing the ball from shotgun. From shotgun. Our our O line isn't getting any push. Speaking I mean, our first our first full drive, we didn't even run the ball. Our first and, full drive. You know, Aaron hinted at the end of that Buffalo Bills game that did you see well, we ran the ball, we wanted to emphasize getting the ball, and you see how it turned out. Yeah, 17 points, and we were right fucking in it. Now we go back to you playing hero ball, and we ain't in it. The only reason we were in it is because Detroit is so inept at everything that they do. Their whole second half, if they kept punching the way that they did in the first half, man, that game would have been 34. That game, they might have put up the 40-burger on us. Our offensive coordinator needs to go. Yeah, it's just so frustrating to continue hearing all these excuses from the coaching staff, but not actually changing anything. Look, like you just talked about AJ Dillon and running the ball, right? From shotgun. Um, you talked about the the defensive component of it. Like there's just this, everybody's, you know, the quote from LaFleur, everybody's very, very disappointed right now. No fucking shit. Because all we you were do- disappointed three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, like you just continue doing the same thing, but you're not doing anything to fix it. So now it's not going to get fixed. Right. Like there's no way we're going to make the playoffs at this point. We're I mean, Tampa, who's trash, barely beat the Rams. But guess what? Now they're there. The The Saints are going to be in there. The NFC is going to have probably three teams in that leaves us out. So it just really depends on how far down. Right. We're, or how high up we're going to draft at this point now, because it's just constant excuses from the coaching staff on what they're doing and what they're not doing. Dude, it, it's. I don't even know what to say. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And we're not doing anything to get any. Oh, well, we were in talks to get Claypool. Well, give him a second and a third. Give him a second and a fourth. Give him a second and a fifth. Give him a second and Amari Rogers. Give him a second and a and 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 a bag of footballs, right? Oh, well, did you hear we were going to give a first-round pick for DJ Moore and the Panthers didn't want a first-round pick? There's something wrong with the Panthers. I could tell you that. There's something wrong with that. Not only that, I think... um, I'd have taken that first-round pick immediately. And you know what? Maybe, and I'm I'm just putting this out there. I'm not saying this is what we should be doing. I'm just saying maybe, okay? Maybe we should have traded Rodgers at the beginning of the season. We'd have gotten a couple of firsts, a couple of seconds. We'd have gotten somebody's future. 
for two or three years. We'd have gotten a boatload of picks, probably a couple of players. Yeah, and here's where I stand, man, with 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 Rogers. Like, look, we're we're kind of tied to him, and somebody might trade for a fifty million dollar cap hit with Aaron Rodgers for a year or two, right? Just like the Jets did or the the Lions did to to kind of improve stuff. But my concern is, and it's not necessarily love per se, but it's bringing in any quarterback. Like we have this anticipation that Matt Lafleur is going to use this guy the right way within his offense to improve the offense, right? Like that's the assumption that if we take Rogers out, he's not calling the plays and we bring another quarterback, whether it's a young guy or it's love who's been in the system for a long time, that he's going to use this guy properly. And my concern is that they're not going to do it, man. They've proven time and time again. It's like when we say draft a first round wide receiver, why are we not surprised? They don't like they don't change stuff around. And the problem is with this game, again, it's always going to be turnovers, right? Running the ball, and hitting a couple deep shots and being okay on special teams. We were okay on special teams. Guess what? So special teams did their job. Turnover battle. We lost again, three INTs. And once again, right after they stopped them on the five, Aaron Rodgers throws another pick and then two picks. Why are we, why here you go. Nine trips into Detroit zone, four of them in the red zone, nine points, nine points. I don't know why. And, you know, and, and Randman said it, he said, you know, on those fourth downs, if we would have just, called out Crosby, we'd win that game by six. Instead, you're trying to force the issue. Rodgers is trying to force the issue. Now you've got Rodgers hitting uh, Barnes in the face, right? With uh, Hitting him right in the face mask, interception. Then you got him throwing it too short for Bakhtiari. What the fuck play is that to Bakhtiari? And then you've got him trying to force the ball to Tunyon. Meanwhile, you start re-watching the game highlights and stuff and there's plays where Deguara comes out right in front of him, wide open. He doesn't even look his way. You've got another play where he got sacked, where he was scrambling around and got sacked. And Lazar and Tunyon were running the seam routes untouched, untouched through the middle. Torre, underthrown. I mean, he's either overthrowing or underthrowing. His deep ball has not been there for a while. Adams but and Rodgers overthrowing the players and the guy's not catching up to it. Now he has legit speed and, and the ball would be right where, you know, last year where he was leaving it. And now he's underthrowing guys. And speaking of Bach, here's a question for you, dude. Did they not learn their lesson last year in the NFC championship game or not the NFC championship game because we didn't fucking make it there. But last year's the last game against Detroit against no just in the playoffs where our offensive line was doing fantastic and then you bring in bog for the last game of the season without any practice or anything once again in the critical drive of this game and i get it bog tr is a hall of famer or whatever best left tackle in the game the most important and critical drive to come down and win it with more than two minutes three timeouts you pull the offensive line that's been keeping rogers clean the entire second half and you put in bach and what happens he starts getting pressure you know, I think Adams and Rogers, that connection hid a lot of the ineptitude of Lafleur's offense. And honestly, I, I think that if we put love in there, we won't be seeing half of the hero ball. We won't be seeing waiting for the fourth and fifth reads. We'll be seeing quick two-step bang, handoff, quick two-step bang. Very short, death by a thousand cuts, that offense that we're waiting to see. Are we going to see love? No, we've got a Hall of Fame quarterback and we're just going to waste his final season 
because, you know, Goot doesn't want to try and get any. Oh, we're going to get OBJ. You think OBJ wants to come to a team that isn't even going to see the playoffs? You think OBJ wants to come to see, see some team that's going to be, what are we going to be, three and eight by the time he's ready to play? He doesn't want none of that. No, and that's the thing, man. And, you know, even like, and that carries over onto the defense because you see these flashes of brilliance where these guys go out there, they make their plays, and then 90% of the time they have miscommunications and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But as a defensive player, the only thing I was thinking every time where they were on the field or as I was watching this game is as a defense, you make a play, right? And you stop them again and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. That has to wear down on the defense too, dude. Like people are saying, well, it's not Barry's fault. No, it's Barry's fault, but also. hundred percent is Barry's fault. And then on the other side of it, it's Lafleur's fault for not being able to move the fucking ball more than six fucking feet. Hand the ball off. Hand the ball off. I don't know. I do not know why. I mean, second play of the game, we're doing play action and we're wondering why it's not working. We haven't even run yet. You know how many times we ran past the 50 yard line and we had good starting position several times. Oh, the yeah. entire game, nine times. Nine the entire times. Game. Nine times we were in, we were in their zone. Nine times we were in their zone. Four times in the red zone. Nine points. Nine points. The 32nd ranked defense. And we're not talking about, well, they're close, close to 31. We're talking about such a wide margin between 31 to 32. And we made them look like all-stars. And it and it's and it comes down to this. Rogers said something the other week. Players making multiple mental errors need to have their reps reduced. Yes, Aaron. Yes, we agree with you now. You called out those teammates, and now I'm sure those same teammates are like, yeah. Second. What about you? Yep. What, what about me? Yeah. What about me? I'll tell you. I, after the third interception, I was like, put him on the bench. Put him on the bench. Favre got benched. Mike Holmgren used to bench Favre when Favre was out there chucking rocket balls and getting interception after interception. It, it would happen. Put him on the bench, man. Put him on the bench. Run the wildcat if you don't want to put love in. Run the wildcat. Let Aaron Jones throw the ball. Listen, Jair is our best receiver. And you know why? Because a different quarterback is throwing the ball to him. Okay? Okay. We've got a problem. And the problem is, is too many summers off. Ayahuasca, mushroom trips, not coming to camp, not putting in the effort. Now he's taking, taking Tuesdays and Wednesdays off because of vet rest. Dude. Dude, you're not putting in the work and it shows and it shows. And you're going to, instead of walking off into the sunset, you're going to fizzle. You're going to fizzle. Dude, and as a team, like, you know, again, so we talked about special teams. The second phase of that is a turnover battle, which we already talked about. The third thing is disciplined football, man. Disciplined football, we have, last year, we were number one in the league with 69 penalties all year long. This year, through nine games, we have 58 penalties already. And maybe a couple of those are not on us, but like those procedural blocking penalties, dude, on critical first downs where they're blocking before the ball is released is just common, stupid mental errors where we had a first down and got it called back and then lost the ball because of mental errors. That's the biggest thing. So the three biggest things that we need, run the ball, turnovers, and disciplined football, well, and special teams, right? Because those are the four kind of key components to this team that we always are, are complaining about or looking at. They did none of that yesterday again. Yeah, lost every single one of those categories. You know, we've got uh, let's let's do uh, let's do mailbag Monday. 
mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> mailbag Monday, sponsored by Manscaped. All right, so we got uh, song. That's a great song. It's a Grammy uh, award winner, is what it is. Uh, Goose Bourne, Oliver Klozoff, he says, What's next for this team? Ultimately, who will Murphy make to be out the fall guy for this shitty season? And when do we start Love and Bench Rogers? Okay, so I don't know if anybody noticed, but this morning, uh, Frank Reich was uh, fired from uh, Indianapolis, and I don't think it was Frank's fault. Uh, Andrew Luck left that team and they just couldn't find anyone. I mean, they bring in Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan goes out there and, you know, Rogers the whole fucking season. Who's going to be the fall guy? I don't know. I have a hard time believing Lafleur's going to go. I have a easier time believing the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator will be replaced and Mark Murphy and Goot will, will pick those. It won't be Lafleur picking them anymore. Um, yeah, and you know, in terms of, of that part of it too, with, with the blame, you know the coaching staff is going to blame the players for not performing up to the level of whatever it is that they're trying to run. So even though it's the coordinators that we know are supposed to get the players together, I think the co- it, it's it's pointing fingers at this point within the team. Yeah, it, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I don't think that there's anybody um, – I don't think that there's anybody that you couldn't point the finger to. Uh, Carla D, do you truly believe Rodgers is at fault for not running the ball? Yes, Carla D. And you know why, Carla D? Because he told Aaron Andrews, I want to go down swinging. Well, you did, son, except you kept punching yourself in the face. Hey, so with that, and you've got more than two minutes left, three timeouts. You're knocking on the door, right? We're right outside the red zone. You can still get a first down. Right. It was first and 10. It was not first and goal. You can still get another first down as a coach. Why would they not try to get that first down? Even if you run the clock and you have 36 seconds left with another first down, another four shots, but you're at the 10 yard lead. It opens up your playbook, right? Your red zone playbook as opposed to deeper 36 yard passing shots. Why did they not do that, Matt? You tell me. You tell me why they don't do what seems to be obvious to 31 other teams in the league. You tell me. Oh, Ollie knows something. There's a fine line between genius and insanity. And unfortunately, I, I think he's insane. I think he's fucking insane. I don't understand. I don't get it. Somebody's got to fucking spoon feed it to me because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. The run game works. Okay, let's stay away from the run game. You know, blitzing seems to work. Let's stay away from blitzing. It's too bad we didn't draft or sign any corners that could cover because, boy, we'd love to be in man coverage. That seems to work. We don't do man coverage at all. We do zones. We do two cover two umbrella, eight yards fucking deep, and then we wonder why they keep getting first downs. The one positive to all these injuries, and I'm going to try to put a positive spin on all injuries because Gary ACL probably out for this season. We'll see what happens, right? But – it's going to give Enigbar a chance. It's going to give a lot of these younger guys that they're going to have to bring up to play. So we see what we got, right? Maybe finally the Packers will realize that you shouldn't sit a guy on the bench or on the practice squad until they're quote unquote ready and just give them a shot. Just like you did Stokes last year, right? 
Like, I don't understand why they sit these guys. And the next thing you know, in the third or fourth year, when they finally shine, it's like, oh, well, we really can't afford them or we can't do this at the point because we need to give them a long-term extension as opposed to the whole point of draft and develop is taking advantage of these young guys while they're cheap and putting them on the fucking field. Right? Right? Look at the Bears. The Bears are playing all of their young guys who were looking like trash through the first six weeks. Now all of a sudden, Brisker looking legit, right? When he was shitting the bed the first few weeks, Justin Fields is finally in an offense where they're actually using his legs the way they should. They're playing all of their young guys. They're getting rid of all their old talent and giving these guys a chance. And yeah, they're losing, but guess what? They're getting experience just like Stokes did last year, just like we've never done in the past. Give these, like, that's what I want to see is at least give these guys an opportunity to show what they've got and show the team. Let's see what we need to draft, right? We don't need to draft more fucking defense. We obviously need offensive weapons for whoever's going to be at quarterback and you surround that guy with fucking talent. I don't get it. I don't get it. It just, uh, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. And the worst part is, is now we're getting trolled by uh, Cowboys fans. I mean, that team hasn't been relevant since, uh, you know, or- Orville Redenbacher was a young guy. And now all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, they come. It's like, it's like zombies. It's like night of the living. Packers pain, right? They come out. They start, let's make fun of. I got trolled a little bit today by my buddy, Chris, because he's a, he's a Cowboys fan. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to be legit with you. Cowboys are going to win by 100. By hundred, but at the same time, and look, they always try to remember the past, and they tell us, "Oh, future, whatever." Rogers, one touchdown. So all of the guys, dude, I've, I've been. Everybody's a cowboy fan. They're all trolling us, dude, terribly, right? But yeah. at this point, I put out a poll that says, "What is the future plan for the Packers at QB, man?" Let's assume that Rogers does play twenty twenty three, because that's really, from a financial standpoint, what makes the most sense. Is love all you need? Are we going to go get an early draft pick to a quarterback, or does Rogers finish out his contract? I don't think Rogers finishes out his contract. Um, this draft coming up, and this is this is the here's the rub. Okay, to quote Shakespeare, here's the rub. This upcoming draft will be. There's a lot of stud quarterbacks in this draft. Love. I don't know if you're going to sign him to sit for another year and another year and another year. Maybe you trade him. Maybe you release them. The Packers don't like to trade guys. They like to just randomly release them and that's it. Do we get another defender? That's the other side, right? They fucking better not. I don't know. You know what? Rashawn Gary tearing his ACL. Heartbreaking. Absolute heartbreaking. We got Eric Stokes in a boot. Jones in a boot. I mean, the list is just miles long. Christian Watson can't seem to make one or two more plays other than without getting injured. The guy's got some type of curse bug. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just, I looked into it, Matt. He was actually, the the problem is he wasn't injury prone in college because like, did he have a lot of injuries in college? No, he was fine. I think the problem with Watson is he was wide fucking open in college and doesn't realize like he hasn't adjusted to the speed and the power of this game. So he's running he was wide open in college and not protecting himself the way he should understand that the hit's going to come as soon as you catch the ball. It's not catch, run, and then expect somebody to catch up to you. Like he hasn't grasped the speed of the game and it's going to take him some time and he might not get there in two years with as much because he's just not protecting himself. You know, uh, Torre, uh, not Torre, uh, Dobbs. Dobbs, that looks like a high ankle sprain. We haven't, uh, I haven't really heard anything else. Uh, it looked like a high ankle sprain to me when it happened. It, but again, high ankle sprains, 
they're almost worse than a broken ankle because, you know, a broken ankle has got a timeline on it where a high ankle sprain, they shrug their shoulders two weeks, six weeks, who knows, could be all the rest of the season. We didn't, we didn't do anything to shore up any of our issues. We haven't done anything to fix any of our issues. All of our issues continue to spill out every single week, every single week. The Lafleur stands there going, that's on me. We got to do a better job. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then we go out and we don't do anything. We start on Friday. This was the best week of practice we've ever had. Blah, 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 blah. This is the Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy would come out and say this every single week and we would just get blown out. Listen, he went 13 and three, 13 and three, 13 and four. And then I don't think there's going to be too much more. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be too much more. It looks like they're tanking to us. It feels like they're tanking without tanking, doesn't it? Like, at least from the, the upper end, the high end, the top said, okay, I gave you everything you have. You do what you're going to do with it. If you're going to lose all the games, we're not giving you anything else. Deal with it. I don't think they're purposely tanking, but I don't think they're fixing any mistakes. I don't. I don't think they're fixing any mistakes. As From a coach's perspective, okay, these things are easily okay now wait some of these things are a little bit more unique your issues are a little bit more unique getting wide receivers to get open and things like that that's that's going to take a little bit of time fixing your o-line that's a little bit easier making sure you have two you don't run the 2d linemen anymore that's even easier no more zones that's even easier a lot of these mistakes are easily corrected by just not just not calling those plays. And instead we keep going back to them. I mean, think of it this way. If we march down the field on the very first drive and we get to fourth down and Crosby kicks, then we kick the ball and we stop them again. And we go back down and we kick again. We're up six, nothing. Yeah. We haven't punched it in, but we're putting points on the board. Four times we were in that red zone four times. Three of those times we did shit. And all of those were on Rodgers. All of them were on Rodgers. Yeah. Here's my question to you, dude. Has Rodgers forgot how to read a defense? Hi, I'm Amy. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Alyssa from Los Angeles. All right, I'm Andy from Sheffield. This is Chris from Nova Scotia. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everybody. This is Hilmi from Turkey. I am Carla from California. G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia. This is Mick coming from Granger, Indiana. This is Soren again coming to you from Sweden. And this is Packers Without Borders. This is Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. Peace and go pack go.
Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. From Los Angeles. From Northern Wisconsin. From Nova Scotia. From the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. From Central Illinois. From Southern Cali. From Turkey. Omaha, Nebraska. From California. From Melbourne, Australia. From Chicago, Illinois. They're from the UK. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. I think there comes a time in every man's career when father time taps you on the shoulder and says that's enough and i think for rogers remember john elway won two super bowls walked off into the sunset i think for rogers he should have won his two mvps and walked off into the sunset because we ain't seeing the same rogers we haven't seen him and i know carla d is going to be out there it's not all rogers fault let's look at the evidence okay the 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 big pile of evidence is is he's not reading he's not seeing he's he's calling the wrong plays he's doing the run pass option and he's reading it wrong he's not looking at wide open wide receivers he's overthrowing he's underthrowing during the whole game i was trying to defend because you know people start yapping even yeah. Packers fans start yapping about oh this team sucks and rogers is done and i'm saying just be patient you know we've got a game let's see what happens and over and over and over again wrong read wrong play check bad ball three interceptions two in the red zone one after a turnover running the ball basically 11 times in the first three series like come on rogers used to put the work in and go after it rogers used to go after the wins he's not he, he's not going after them anymore remember when they, they mocked the belt Remember, if they mocked the belt, forget it. He'd get mad and fucking tear that defense a new ass. A couple of years ago, they started mocking the belt again on him, and they beat his ass, and nobody did anything about it. Rodgers is out there pissed beyond belief against the Lions, and he's chucking interceptions. He's throwing them into the stands. He's underthrowing long bombs. He's, you know, he's just, hey, you know, they go, well, if Sammy Watkins knew the play, this is my whole point exactly, okay? Mercedes Lewis talked about this. LaFleur talked about this. We've talked about this. There's two playbooks. There's the LaFleur playbook, and then there's the Rogers playbook. And you watch Rogers line up, and all of a sudden he starts going, alert, alert, ice, 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 blah, 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 whatever he's saying. And you got wide receivers shrugging. Why are you calling yeah, four oh, different you, audibles? Did you see that one call where he made a call and he was tapping his head and pointing, and then the wide receiver started coming in, and Aaron Jones started flipping to the other side, and he's like, no, 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 no. And he had to point everybody back to the play. So even Aaron Jones, who's been in playing side by him for four years, five years now, still didn't know what the play called, what that Rodgers was switching. So how complicated is it? Probably because they had to learn LaFleur's playbook, and now Aaron Rodgers has his own set of calls and whatever he's doing and his nuances that they have to to learn and that's the complication in this where nobody knows what the fuck they're doing it feels like rogers has taken over the team lafleur has lost his team lafleur can't stand up to him and now we're seeing what happens when rogers leads the team when you have a player decide he's going to lead the team and call the shots this is what happens this is what happens. This is why including, you got the defense. Including being in the room to try to bring in free agents who are now choosing other teams and not wanting to play with him when he's in the room. Something to be said about that. There's something to be said about that. I mean, I know, and I'm not going to bring up Greg Jennings because Greg Jennings is a fucking asshat. Jermichael Finley, another asshat, right? 
But you start going down the line and look at the body of work and the trail of destruction that is in his path. And you start to think to yourself, some of this has got to be a little true. Some no, of this, where there's a little bit of smoke, there's usually fire. Yeah, no, it's completely true. From the moment they say two, three years ago, he said he was going to retire and started holding the team hostage. From that point on, this team, at least from a – look, Devontae Adams, like you said, and his connection hid the fact that from that point on, Devontae left – it was not money. He left yeah. Aaron Rodgers to go somewhere else because he got offered more money to stay with the Packers. His best friend on the team, quote unquote, or whatever it was. Well, I guess Bakhtiari and Mason are because they're the only two guys left, right, that can fucking tolerate him at this point. But Devontae Adams said, I'm out. I'm going to go play with a Honda Civic from 1996, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. With you. yeah. I'd much rather play with a guy who hasn't proven himself or won anything than play with a four-time MVP Super Bowl winner. Yeah, there's a lot here, man. But like I said, you know, when we saw this team lose this team, is it time? And look, it's a perfect opportunity with Aaron Rodgers and his thumb who that's clearly bothering him. And I'm not – I know he's not faking that, dude. He Like, the dude is tough. I'm not going to hey, say he's not hey, tough. Hey, Brett Favre broke his thumb on his throwing hand, led the league in touchdowns that year. Okay. Yeah. Favre also has a record that's never, ever going to be broken in the history of mankind. I'm not putting, listen, I'm not putting all of our team problems on Rodgers because there's a lot of team problems. Joe Barry, monster problem, monster problem. If we uh, eliminate Joe Barry from the equation from the beginning of the year, I think you can add two wins to our total. Lafleur not grabbing a hold of his team and saying, I'm the goddamn captain. This is me. I'm the coach. This is how you do it. That's a problem. Okay. The offensive coordinator problem, offensive line problem. Goot not grabbing anyone other than Sammy Watkins, who is just cooked. He's done problem, but I'm going to put this loss, this lion's loss solely on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. When your defense holds a team to under 20 points, you throw three picks in the red zone. You overthrow, you miss plays, you take sacks when guys were open. That's on you, pal. That's on you. 100% on you. It's not on anyone else. You want to talk about wide receivers not running routes? Let's talk about how a Andy Herman has got a video out of Rodgers missing DeGuara running right down the middle wide open, and uh, Rodgers decides to just chuck it into the stands. There is multiple, multiple video of him missing plays, missing wide receivers, underthrowing, you know, and we've had some people, oh, well, what's happening is, is uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, the balls are being dropped. How many dropped balls did you see? I think game? one, I would say maybe yeah. one, but the ball was not Lazar. where it was supposed to be. Lazar, That's it. when he came yeah. to the ground, Lazard, yeah. when he came to the ground, dropped it. Unfortunate, but the but the defender had it in there and was yeah. ripping it out, so it wasn't a clean drop. How many underthrows did you see? I can think of five. I've got, I've got three. Well, if you count all the ones that were thrown at people's feet, so it was the two deep bombs, and then there was the one to AJ Dillon, the one to Lazard. Oh, dude, it's at least five. one to Sammy Watkins on That's a slant. Five. That's Skipped five. It. Five. How many, how many? How many overthrows did you see? Zero. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. There was at least four and a, and a couple of them 
were to Dylan or Jones running in the flat and Rogers throws it 15 feet over their head. The thumb is clearly bothering him. Listen, I love me some Rogers. I think it's time that we do the same thing that we do to all the other players who are slightly injured. We sit them and we rest them so that they're better. And I think it's time that we put love in there and we and give love a chance. See what you got. Hey, all we are saying is give love a chance. And let Aaron Rodgers get right. <laughs> He'll probably come back next year. But at least you know if you're going to sign Jordan and keep him on the team or he's gone and you draft the next heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers again, right? Because we're not yeah. we're going to have a top 10 pick. So we're going to get one of those top two or three quarterbacks more than likely. And what I would do is with all the picks that we've accumulated, right, by doing everything that we did, you trade up what you didn't do this year to get a wide receiver and you get into the top five and you pick one of those top two quarterbacks. Oh, I don't think we're going to have to trade up to get into the top five. Well, we are because <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. I don't, I don't think our win column gets higher than four. No, that's what I'm saying. So if we're the fourth worst team because of everything set up and with all the drafting and stuff, we would actually drop back down to nine as the best position that we can draft from. Currently we're in eight. Yeah. And currently we're in eight, the eighth spot. Hang on. We've got half a season to go. If, if, if yeah. guys like Jacksonville, right. Guys like Jacksonville, guys like Indy and stuff like that continue to tank like they are right. Or maybe they have a couple more wins. We're going to move into a top five spot. We're going to slow. So. We're going to be dragged into a top five spot. Now what's going to happen with that top five spot. If you were good, they're going to okay? draft an offensive I mean, lineman. If you were good, seriously, you're good. You're sitting there. You got, let's say you got the number five pick, the number five. Let's just argument's sake, let's say number five. Okay. That way we don't get into a, well, we can't be first. We can't be second. Number five. You're number five. What position are you taking with the number five pick in the draft? So one of two things is what I would do. So the first thing is if I have an opportunity to move up and get Bryce and get that number one or number two quarterback, because again, this class is really, really good, dude. Like they, they really are. I would find a way to move up however I can. If I had to stay put at five, I'd probably take an edge. Defense. It have to be an edge, dude. We, we can't look Gary is ACL Preston's on his way out. Like we need somebody legit. Right. I mean, Amos, Amos is on his way out. Amos is on his way out. Right. We got Josh Nyman. There's about six or seven guys that are on that list. Right. If I'm good and I'm sitting at number five, I'm trading back. I'm trading back. I'm going to take a, a 20th or 25th pick. And I'm going to get a, a second and a third. And then I'm just going to load up on the offense. I'm going to load up on the offense with first and second rounders. As well, many as I can possibly is, get. The good thing is a top five pick is worth, worth right around the 13 to 50, like 12 to 15 range. We know this because we were analyzing this with the wide receiver yeah. here. So if you're picking at five, we can drop down into that 12 or 13 range with that and pick up an extra second round pick very easily. We can, well, to go from five to 13, probably going to cost you the first, the second, possibly even a fourth, right? Then. Yeah, we don't want any from, thirds. We don't want any yeah, thirds. No, we're terrible at thirds. But then let's take that 13th pick and trade that one back too. And we'll get back to 25 and we'll get another second and another, well, this one will be a third. Okay. So now we've got four second rounders and a, and a number one pick. 
we can revamp this offense completely, completely. And we can do things like, and I know Carla is going to be throwing a drink at the fucking ground when I say this, but we can do things like let guys like Bakhtiari go. Save 20 million right there. Look, Aaron Jones, as much as I love the guy, I think he's a $20 million hit. I don't think we're going to see him on the team because that frees up $40 million. That pretty much puts us right where we need to be. Of course, there's all this dead cap space, and we're going to have the looming Aaron Rodgers contract for the next five years, right? Because it's $200 million oh, all paid and everybody, up. Everybody, oh, well, the TV money is going to make it jump because of COVID. Do you think the rich billionaires are going to kick in that much more? Do you think those billionaires that control the league are going to go, you know what? Let's give them 50 more million. They're not going to do that. They're going to give them maybe two to five million more than they usually get. And they'll go, well, there's your jump. And that's what they'll do. Right. Yep. That's what, yep. that's what the billionaires do. That's yep. what they do. Listen, Monday mailbag brought to you by Manscaped, creator of all things shaved and tall. Manscaped, if you, uh, you know, if, if you trim the bush, the deck looks bigger. Okay. I'm just saying help people like a clean work surface surface to uh, work on use manscaped. I love the uh, deodorant, the ball deodorant. Love it. Fantastic. Dude, it, I use it all the time. The lotion and the ball deodorant are, are oh, good. Right. Every day. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Every day. It's, it's fantastic. I, I wish I got a gallon of it though. <laughs> you know, that, that little bottle that they give you, it, it's going to last but I wish I had a much bigger bottle than that. Well, today's read is going to be real ironic because this has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster. But don't take my <laughs> word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping using the code DOSPAPAS. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code DOSPAPA. Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. You're getting good at that. You're getting really good at that. It's almost as if you've done this before. Oh, Manscaped. Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped. Listen, um, we're going to uh, start running a contest. Manscaped is giving us a handful of products, uh, including a uh, lawnmower, uh, which is a, uh, a ball trimmer is basically what it is. They call it the lawnmower but it's like a ball trimmer. They're going to give us one of those to uh, give away. They're going to give us a handful of other products. So uh, we're going to get together and uh, come up with some type of contest. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe the Well, it'll be around reviews, screenshotting, getting on iTunes, making sure and leaving us a review, subscribing, those types of clicks help us find other okay. sponsors as well. So this is what we need you to do. We need you to jump through 31 hoops. 31 hoops. And then after that screenshot, all 31 hoops and send those. No way. Well, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll come up with something. Monday's uh, podcast in the books, episode 186, 186 done and done. If you've got any questions for us for mailbag Monday, you can send them to us at Packers without borders at outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at borders Packers. Find us on Facebook Packers without borders, Instagram Packers without borders and Packers without borders merch. This is it. This is we're we're down to the final couple of days. I don't know any day now, Bruce is just going to remove all those shirts and that's going to be it. If you going to get the rest of the collection or if you're, you're on the fence about it, this is it. 
this is this is yep. this i'm going to start it. posting this out right now um because we're going to start the designs on the new shirts here it does take time to get all the manufacturing and everything done so we'll keep up whatever we have up there but pretty soon going to be out my you know packers without borders at myshopify.com to go on there and get some stuff carla angie some some people got in there last minute here and bought some more shirts to start building up their collection a little bit more um but i i would personally like to thank the snow that landed in Oak Bank, Manitoba to help us do right? this <laughs> yesterday. The, this last week is this final push before we officially open up Wake and Bake on Saturday with our soft, soft opening. And then Monday is the grand opening. We do the ribbon cutting ceremony up in the evening and all that good stuff. So we've got about 56,000 things to do here in the next week. And Matt and I will be, Matt's probably going to kill me by the end of the week, but that's okay because uh, we're I'm almost ready. <laughs> we'll get it done. We're going to figure it out. Remember when Wager Wednesday is brought to you by Wake and Bake, your edible shop located in beautiful downtown El Paso, Texas. What's the address again, Bruce? 5001 North Mesa, Building 2 Suite A. And guess what, buddy? I just uh, got the invoice for... The, the products that we're bringing in for the take and bake stuff. And they do have your lemon haze. Oh my God. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> right on brother. You have a good one. Keep working hard and uh, we'll see you uh, Wednesday's podcast. I've got a, uh, um, uh, some uh, varsity girls uh, volleyball to uh, coach. You're going to have to tell us all about that. And guess what? We didn't hit record. <laughs> Yes, you did. It's right I, there. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For a second, I was like, well, you better come up with something and you better change your voice because I'm on. <laughs> right on, buddy. All right. Peace. Go pack. Go. I bleed green and gold. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack. Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. This is the end. Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end It hurts to set you free But you'll never follow me The end of laughter soft life the end of nights we try to die this is